content may not be appropriate for all audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Hey there, this is Katie. This is one of our first couple episodes where we were still trying to figure out our flow and how we were going to do this, and it took us like a million years to come up with an outro line. That's true. So (laughs) be nice. I know it's awkward because we are awkward people, but we get the hang of it. It gets better, I promise. Plus, if you're looking for normal, you came to the wrong spot. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy! Welcome, listeners, to WTF Are You Talking About, the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do. I'm Katie. And I'm Decker. And we are here to ask each other, what the fuck are you talking about? So this is how it's going to work. We have six categories of topics, and the next episode's contents will be determined by the roll of a die at the end of this episode. Ooh. So our categories are true crime, paranormal, history education, science, entertainment, and current events. We will use a... An eight-sided die, if you roll a one, then you have to roll mm-hmm. a six-sided die with the same categories, but then the topic has to be local, so that means Idaho or any state bordering Idaho. If you roll an eight, then you get to pick your category from any of those six. It's like winning the lotto. Sort of. Can, <laughs> there's a lot of choices that uh, stuff you can pick from, so sometimes it makes it a little difficult. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so let's crack into it. Decker, what the fuck are you talking about? So, this week, I am talking about Paranormal, which, for those of you that don't know me, which is probably all of you, um, (laughs) uh, uh, that's not a subject I'm very familiar with. Like, I don't, the only thing I really watch is whenever we watch, um, what's his face? What's his name? Zach Bagans. Zach Bagans, yes. (laughs) Oh, man, I have such a, such a love for, for Zach. He's, uh, equal parts great and bad, but I, um... But yeah, that's pretty much all I really watch. I feel like e- saying equal parts great and bad is giving him a lot of credit. Well, I mean, that's just how I view him. Because if he wasn't bad, at, like in my eyes, then he wouldn't be great. But they also have some pretty fun stories that they pick up on. It's which true. Which complements that kind of <laughs> I guess, behavior. I, I guess so, that's fair. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I've been listening to like podcasts that now I'm trying to avoid those subjects completely. Just because I like keeping it fresh. I don't want to have... Too much of the same thing. So, um, I used my dice to help me figure out what I was talking about today <laughs> further. And I'm going to be talking about what's called the Octagon House. Uh, it's otherwise known as... What's his bucket's name? Eh. Uh, Colonel John Taylor III's house. Oh. Now, this house is quite... Mm, it's historical for other purposes other than its uh, paranormal phenomenon. Um, to give you some background on this house, it was a house um, that was um, kind of like built in 1799, I believe, uh, when it was located uh, on New York Avenue. It's right by the uh, White House. Oh, okay. Right. It's literally, like, it's right by it, so... Then I have probably seen this. Yeah. Um, so, John Taylor, uh, he was reputed as being the richest um, plantation, like, owner, like, just, like, properties and stuff like that of his time, and he had built this house 
based on the recommendation of George Washington. So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, it was originally constructed as a win winter residence for um, the Taylor family, but they lived in it year-round from 1818 to 1855. Now, with this property, it included multiple kinds of buildings. They had several outhouses. They had a uh, like laundries and stables and carriages and slave quarters, which, by the way, they had hundreds of slaves. So that's a lot of slaves. I think someone wants inside. I think someone does want inside. They've, they've heard about our... Cat so now that we're back, yeah, the cat interruption. Um, was it about? Oh yeah, hundreds of slaves. So they had lots of money. Now what's really interesting about this house too is, um, is. on April 19th, um, Dr. William Thornton uh, wrote to George Washington about building this house. Now the house that they had decided to build, like in terms of purchasing, was $13,000 that time. So I converted it to today's metrics in terms of what it'd be in our USD today, and that'd be around $266,495.77. Which, honestly, that's standard, kind of, for most houses, yeah, what I was, think, around here, right? What was the... Say the number again. So it was 13000 their time in uh -huh. 1799. Our time, it technically would be worth $266,000. $266,000. Thousand dollars and seventy-seven okay. cents. Yeah. Right. So, because I mean, most houses go between like one eighty-five to like two fifty, de yeah. like, depending on your area and stuff like that. So, oh, we're growing with cats. Um, and this house was um, so it was built by that doctor who he was a self-trained architect. And what's really phenomenal about this guy, which I think he'd be great for like a history uh, section, is um, he won the United States Capitol competition. So he did uh, like a lot of buildings and stuff like that. Um. And the house was, like, very lavish in terms of, like, it had, like, gold trim and mahogany wood and specialized bricks that were imported from, like, out of the country. And so it was a very, very beautiful and extravagant building for its time as well. And even had, like, closets on every floor, floor which I, um, I read was apparently, like, a very revolutionized, like, thing. And I'm like, I mean, for us, it's like, we always have closets on, like, every floor, yeah. depending on your stories. But I guess back then, I either they didn't know how or it just wasn't a thing. It was like considered. It was I guess, probably like extra. a fancy person's thing, right? Um, and I think that my favorite thing about this house is it is not an octagon; <laughs> it is a hexagon. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but apparently they started calling it the octagon, and it just stuck. So, um, but yeah. So one of the cool things about this house, in terms of history, is it was involved partially in the War of eighteen twelve. Okay. Now, with that war, so when the uh, British had come and, like, uh, decided to burn down the White House, right? Um, they didn't want their house getting destroyed, so what they ended up doing was they put, they put a French flag on the house. Oh, that's sneaky. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I think it was, uh, so they put a French flag on there, and um, Anne, who was the wife of John Delo, um, she offered the house to a French consulate. Like, it's like a place to stay, mm -hmm. right? So that way they could keep their house uh, safe and everything like that. And um, the, the I think the other funny thing is, supposedly that house would have been spared, regardless of what they had done, potentially, because I guess the British were under strict orders to not damage private property. Like, it was just going after, like, the government, so to speak, not actually after the residents, mm -hmm. I guess. I'm not familiar with that war, which just makes me a great American. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so with that in mind, too, um, the First Lady, too, 
uh, when she was fleeing. Uh, she even left her pet parrot with the French consul as well. I guess she must have really loved that parrot. And <laughs> she's like, oh no, be safe. Please take care of this. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if this I French consul. I don't have their name, but I wonder if they just start getting multiple items from these people. Like, here, just take that, take that, take that. And like, he's like, what do I do with all this stuff? <laughs> like, they're just pawning it off to him, and like, some of them maybe never came back to pick it up. Maybe I don't know. Um, and they opened the first pawn shop in America. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and other than that, um, this is also where they ratified the Treaty of uh, Ghent, which was what ended the War of eighteen twelve. Which was done, I, I think it was in the central uh, upstairs study of the octagon, right? So I was like, oh, that's cool. So it not only does it have some history and be associated next to the White House and with like George Washington, but it was also like had a treaty ratified within it. Um, and what's really cool is like the the Madisons, right? So President Madison, like his family, were staying there, and they paid them also five hundred dollars for their stay. Um, now. As time went on, of course, eventually uh, John Taylor died in 1828 while staying at the Octagon, and his wife died, I think, about 30 years later, uh, a little under 30, back in 1855. And some cool things that happened with this house is it was rented over to a girls' school in 1860s. It was also rented to the federal government in 1870, where it was the office space for, uh, let's see, the Hydrographic Office of the U.S. Navy. Right? And so... Um, by 1880s, the house was occupied by 10 families, right? And because this is a pretty big house, too. It had several stories, multiple rooms. But then again, this is kind of like a tenant house where, like, each family was consigned, like, they were put into just one room. So, you know, like, uh, I guess maybe a great comparison would be, you know, how we had the Industrial Revolution and people were living in the businesses they were mm -hmm. working at. Probably something similar along those lines. Um, hopefully better, uh, you know, furnishings, I mean, though. We can hope, but... <laughs> um, and then... Other than that, eventually, what's really cool about this, so um, the American Institute of Architects eventually adopted this to be their new national headquarters up until 19, 1960s, which is really cool because you have this guy who is so self-taught self architect mm -hmm. who created a really weird building. I guess his main concern was that the building would be, um, it was, he was worried it was going to be too ugly because of like how it, where the lot was and where all the streets were. So he created basically two rectangles. And then he added triangular rooms to the sides. Okay. Which eventually led to it. Um, I mean, technically it's a hexagon, but um, yeah. So that was kind of interesting there in terms of the history. Having yeah. a triangularly shaped room would be so frustrating. Right? I know. Like, uh, And we'll get to like... It's like when you have those weird corners, like in a kitchen where you've got a drawer that's extra long or like a, a cabinet that's extra long. Right, yeah. But then half of it is like behind another cabinet and you can't really get to it unless you like climb in the cupboard. Like, <laughs> yeah. that shit um, pisses me off. <laughs> and what's interesting too is like, I'll show you some pictures later on. Like there's some pictures of like a normal stairway that looks fine and another stairway that looks triangular going up. It's just really <laughs> bizarre. Um, so this house is considered one of the most haunted houses in D.C. Um, and now it's it's actually a museum. So people can go on there. You can go, like, visit. And there are a lot of different... Well, there's not a ton of stories with it. There's a lot of reoccurring themes, though. So with this house, there were... They had a system of bells. Now, this... 
I believe was fairly common with like when you had slaves and stuff in order to like get them. Like you mm-hmm. had like certain rooms that were like a bell would ding and they'd know how to get there. But they basically had like a like a pulley system where they had multiple ropes connected with bells in multiple areas. So basically they could just ring a bell and it would like ring to another room. Well you see that in um like Disney's Cinderella. Where she's down in the kitchen. Right. And then the bells are ringing because the stepsisters are like pulling their whatever they've got to ring the bell up in their <laughs> right. own rooms. I actually almost completely forgot about that scene. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they had all these pulleys and so they'd be pulling on them to, you know, some slaves or servants, stuff like that for rooms. Um, but with that, um, about like the 1850s to like, um, you know, almost to the uh, early 20th century, there were people saying that the bells would just go off on their own, right? And, like, you'd have people, like, staying there, and also the bells would be ringing, but everyone was in that one room. Um, There's even a story of a... Oh, gosh, what was his name? He was a... I think a cadet or a general. Let's see. Uh, General George D. Ramsey, which immediately thought of Chef Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> so it's like... Mm. General Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I think it's because it was right next to, like... Uh, like when I was, like, reading through some documents, it's, like, chief of ordinance. And I was, like, chef of ordinance? <laughs> um, but he was in the room, and all the bells were ringing, right? And so he wanted to stop it. So he went to go reach for, like, the rope to stop it. And the rope became taut, and the bells were still ringing. Oh. So there was no way that they should have been ringing. Uh-huh. Right? And I'm like, okay, that's a little, that's a little freaky. Like, Excuse that's me, of... I'm ringing these bells. Do not stop that. That's more like annoying though. It's like someone like repeatedly just poking you <laughs> and just like, stop it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? More of a nuisance kind of thing. Um, and then, let's see. I thought there was something else with the bells there. Oh, I mean, like, people thought, like, they were, like, rats running on lines and stuff like that. Some of them thought it was, like, the old family members that died in there ringing them. Um, but, yeah, that one's kind of, like, more of a nuisance thing. One that was kind of interesting, though, was Dolly Madison, though. So, President Madison's mm-hmm. wife. He's, well, one, she's rumored to have haunted several buildings mm-hmm. around the D.C. area. Um, but she apparently really loved this house. And she would, like, think there'd be parties there, and she'd go over there and you know, have multiple different kind of, like, activities or venues or, you know, musicians, making it, like, really fun, and I don't know the word I'm looking for, but, because I don't want to say lavish again, but basically there's, it was, it was just a fun place to be, right? And, like, for a lot of, like, the upper echelon, people to go and meet and greet. And um, with that, it's, so it's said that the reason why people believe that she has this house is they'll hear like soft mumbling like a parting going on in the other room right like if it was behind shut doors mm-hmm. um they'll hear like glasses clinging and like people dancing around and they'll think that she's nearby because supposedly when she, she used to wear i guess a lot of lilac perfume mm-hmm. or something like that so like they'll be standing in a room and all of a sudden there'll just be a smell of lilacs right and so people will be like oh she's coming over to visit and you know, having fun. She's not, like, malicious. It's almost like... It's, it's What's funny is I'm thinking of, like, man, so she still parties after she's dead, right? So she just likes having a good time mm-hmm. regardless of where she's at in her current state. Um, but, yeah, so I, I thought it was interesting, too, that she haunts multiple places, which I'm not sure. Do you know of... I mean, I know that there's, like, the Zozo mm-hmm. demon. Yeah. <laughs> like, other entities that tend to jump around. Is that... 
common with a lot of paranormal stuff since um well it I depends because the there's like there's different kinds of hauntings where there's like intelligent hauntings or there's like residual hauntings mm-hmm. so it could be like it's like the typical like oh the ghost walked through the wall that could be a residual haunting where this ghost is walking on a floor pattern that's no longer there oh okay gotcha so it could be that i mean it, it gets an, an if it's an intelligent haunting, then she could have energy in multiple places. She could be going back and forth between different places. Or okay. if it's a residual haunting, then there's just, you know, the energy is there continuing on with what it was doing, basically. Mm. I mean, in a nutshell, that's a terrible explanation of everything. No, 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 I, I got know. you, though. I, I think I'm following, so. But I think it's enough. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was intriguing that I, I've heard of, like, more malicious entities Bouncing back and forth. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard of one that's like, yeah, let's party and like going around a well, there's, couple different there's like entities um, that are more where they're more demonic as opposed to like spirits of people that have passed, mm-hmm. um, and that's usually what the malicious ones are. Is they're usually like poltergeists or mm. demons or things like that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, which reminder, poltergeist and ghosts, not the same thing. Okay. Peeves what are the is difference? not a ghost. Peeves is a poltergeist. A poltergeist is like a chaos spirit. Okay. Where so like Peeves, ghost. Or but, Peeves, not ghost. What's Peeves, Peeves? Uh from Harry Potter. Oh. Hmm. Peeves the poltergeist. Okay. Poltergeist, chaos spirit. He's always going around causing trouble. Uh-huh. Bloody Baron. Um, nearly headless Nick. Uh, the gray lady, fat friar, those are all ghosts where they are just people dead. dead that have not moved on. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, a poltergeist is more of a jack and ape kind of ghost. Sort of. Because, um, like, Peeves was never a person. Ah. Peeves has always been a chaos spirit, a poltergeist. Gotcha. The more you know. Da-da-da-da. Now inserting Harry Potter knowledge into this. I can insert Harry Potter Harry Potter knowledge into anything. <laughs> um, let's see. But that was that one there. Now the one that's really interesting is, um, basically the death uh, uh two the death of two daughters of uh, John Taylor, um, because, so first off, there's no documentation like, historical documentation indicating that this ever happened. It's just something that people have perpetuated over the years. So it's more of, like, an urban legend kind of thing. Um, its first appearance um, came out in, like, 1908 with, like, a, a news article about uh, people seeing the, uh, basically, a ghost or, like, the essence of a, some, a spirit, like, basically mangled on the floor that was, like, dead, and then it would just be gone. Right? So, in... It, for this story, what basically happened is one of his daughters was, um, this was before the War of 1812, supposedly. One of his daughters was seeing this other military officer that uh, her father did not condone. I'm not sure whether or not it was like, it doesn't really explain why. So my guess would probably be like he just didn't like his character or something or how he treated his daughter. Or Perhaps maybe he wasn't wealthy enough. That, or maybe he was getting too uh, intimate with the daughter prior to... Or he wanted to marry her to someone else. Mm. Because that connections. easily could have been a thing. Because patriarchy. So many reasons. <laughs> um, but basically they got into a really heated argument, and supposedly, so this is like on the second flight of stairs, I believe, uh, while they were getting super heated, 
the daughter went to go walk away and tripped and fell down the stairs. Convenient. Right? Right? I know. In my head, too, I'm like, if this happened, that's oddly weird. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because it reminded me of, um, I guess, is that it called Making a Killer? Where they have... Making a Murder? Making a Murder, yeah. Where, like, there's, like, the stairs killer. No, you're thinking of the staircase. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning so much. But it is a Netflix show. Okay. Um... So, like, the daughter dies, and basically people will say they'll be walking in, they'll see, like, the remnants of something before it quickly vanishes of, like, her corpse, like, where she fell. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm like, that's just unfortunate. Reliving your death multiple mm-hmm. times? Just surprised that she hasn't become an angry spirit if that's the case. Uh, the other thing is, so after the War of 1812, I believe it was actually in 1819, his other daughter <laughs> was seeing another guy. I sense a pattern. <laughs> so... So that I was seeing another guy. Her father did not like it. Supposedly, no, supposedly she left. <clears throat> she came back to apologize. And they were trying to like make up and everything like that. And then when she went to go leave again, she fell down the stairs. This is on the, the third flight of stairs, and she died on the second flight of stairs. So Right. So you have both sisters on different flights of stairs, and supposedly that last one haunts um the second flight up to the third. So I'm like, that's just... Do they at least get to, like, meet in the middle and hang out? I don't know. No, no one ever said that, like, they see them, because normally they either see them just like falling down the stairs or being at the bottom of the stairs. See, something like that could be, like, a residual thing, where, mm-hmm. like, there was such intense energy from what's going on that that just, like, imprinted on there. So what they're seeing is, like, a repeated death scene. Right, so we got, so we got, we got three problems here. We either got, these girls are super clumsy... And, uh, and, apparently it runs in the family yeah well and, and so I was reading too apparently those two daughters died before the age of like 30 oh. and all the other the other four daughters because they had a big family they had um, they had 15 kids 13 Jesus lived to adult, 13 lived to up to adulthood well yeah think back then too they're just trying to pump them out because they're like I hope they'll live no one's expecting them all to live I mean maybe if they <laughs> pumped out less children they could take better care of the ones they had that's true they really could, probably could have um so, either they're very clumsy, their dad just murdered them flat out. Maybe just because he, like, he's like, I have plenty of other <laughs> Oops, kids. Pushed it down the stairs. <laughs> Whoops. Um, I've got extras. Right. And then, because that's the other thing, too, is like, think about maybe if this was, yeah, I know, I see I'm gleaming. Uh, the cats but maybe something cute. That's what that was. Was it ever a thing in, in, in the old days where if, like, basically, in a sense, the guys could have, like, married up? And maybe the father didn't want that to happen because then it'd be like, now I have to give him my assets, so it'd be better off to kill his, their, his daughters technically to keep financial security. I feel like it might make more sense to kill the person trying to marry into the family, but well, I mean, if you're killing people anyway, you're you probably stairs. not necessarily making the best choices. So, <laughs> also, mean, if you're already there at the stairs, maybe it was just easier stairs, to just push them. A convenient weapon. <laughs> and then the other thing would just be. Um, Gosh, where was I going with my thought process now? I had something in mind. Because I have, they're clumsy. Father killed them. Or the stairs are just, like, poorly built. That easily could be the other thing, too. Perhaps because the stairs that, first. Right? To have <laughs> two people haunting this, like, multiple flights of that uh-huh. same stair, it's like, <laughs> can they make a movie about that? Do you th- I'm sure they could. Like, a B-list actor movie. Oh, God. Can you imagine the terrible dummies they would use to throw people down the stairs? I kind of want Zach Bagans to go visit this oh, no. this, this uh, house because he's like, 
Is this this? Are, in this, I heard the stair creak. Is this the voice of the daughter who died? Hold on, I need to go stand in the basement with my glasses on. <laughs> oh man. Um. So there's that one, and then other than the daughter's dying, the one last thing is you have supposed haunts where they're. I've heard two stories. I've heard one being there's they call him like the black man, which is like uh or the the man in black, like the woman in black, mm-hmm. right? Like except for this one's like not necessarily evil. Um where they'll there'll be caretaker, caretakers late at night or someone like off by themselves and they'll see a man like dressed like with like a top hat and like a really nice outfit. They'll be walking through and if he sees that you're looking at him, he'll tip the hat off to you. They'll continue walking. Till either like he's out of sight mm-hmm. or through the wall, um, like maybe a past party goer. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's trying to find freaking. Oh gosh, I don't know why I just want to call her Dolores. Dolly. Dolly. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just trying to they keep missing each other the whole time. Um, or there'll be other stories where they just say a man just completely in black. They don't say like a shadow necessarily, but that he'll um, come into view, and then quickly leave vision hmm. so um the nice thing is none of these were necessarily scary i just found it really peculiar nothing malevolent just kind of right odd. yeah it's just kind of odd like the 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 stairs and the bells and also had some cool history with it mm-hmm. with like being associated with george washington and a treaty and i was like huh but um yeah that's kind of the story of the octagon though hmm. nothing too crazy i just thought i was like oh that's cool though that's kind of fun um, I, I'm kind of curious to know if there are any more, um, stare phenomenons, so like with paranormal stuff, mm-hmm. where like there's like, like, traverse. I don't know, I just find it interesting to, you, you always see like things going like in flat or just ascending up, but I, mm-hmm. I just don't ever hear of hauntings really on stairs. Yeah. Necessarily. It, it caught my curiosity. That is interesting. Except for the one, I think, where people like fall over railings and yeah, or feel like they're gonna get pushed. I think we saw a weird like a documentary on like that. We're like in the same asylum, I think. Um... Do you know what I'm talking about? Like where like the kids, I think, were tormented, and like the women were in bathrooms. Yes. That you know what that could have been achievement haunter. Hmm. Okay. Because it was the place where there were the nuns, the old hospital with the yes, nuns. yeah, that one. Um. But yeah. Also, I, I don't know why they called it the Octagon. Maybe one of the kids said it wrong and they're just like, we like that one better. Maybe that's what he they were like going for. They were like, let's make it an Octagon. And then they got they didn't quite make it far <laughs> enough. And he was like, you know what? This is fine. Oh, oh, actually, no, you brought up a great point. So part of the reason why they may have called it the Octagon, totally almost forgot this, is with how they built the, the internal rooms, like the main lobbies mm-hmm. and stuff, it's, it's circular. And then in terms uh-huh. of the walls, uh-huh. they have multiple sides on the inside of the walls. Okay. Therefore, making an octagon in that one space, but the house that itself. That could be it. If, right. like, the, the That's speculation. foyer or so whatever, right. main grand whatever. Yeah. Do you, you want to take a picture, uh, look at these uh, yeah. staircases, though? Because the staircases, like, here's the normal staircase, like, going up, right? Mm-hmm. It just, it seems like nice. It has, like, that um, kind of engraved um, artistic aspect it's to fancy it. looking right and then here are the other stairs oh right it's really weird that is very angular <laughs> the know, other right? one was like oval and this is super angular that's weird <laughs> it's like a right triangle like exactly yeah. like someone took like a grilled cheese and decided this is how we uh-huh. do it 
But, uh, yeah. They held pretty... it up to the ceiling and was like, that's the shape I want at the top. <laughs> this is it. We'll go as far These are the grilled as cheese stairs. <laughs> grilled cheese stairs. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's mine. So. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm excited to find the next one. It's it's interesting trying to look for the stuff, too, without finding the more common ones. Yeah, right? without like, going with the first, like, three results on Google. <laughs> right, I know, because it was like, well, what else is there? Like, I found some cool ones in, like, some Middle Eastern countries, but they just, they didn't have enough substance, because I would have just been talking for, like, five minutes. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, that was fine. So, Katie. Yeah? Let me tell you you talking about. So, I know I've talked about things that were kind of heavy the last couple mm -hmm, times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was like, hmm, current events. I could totally talk about incels. That's not very happy. Yeah, no, I was like, wait, I'm like, what are incels? Oh my god, no. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Let's, but let's I knew what I was going to talk about, and then I was like, oh, but I could talk about this, because like, this is how, oh, no, Is that stop. in the news currently still? It's ongoing. It's ongoing still. Okay. Um, I was like... Oh my gosh. Which, what I'm going to talk about could, I mean, you could argue that it's like, mm, maybe it's not current, it's ongoing, but if it's ongoing, that means it's currently happening right now, so mm -hmm. shut the fuck up. It's not currently finished. Uh, exactly. So, I uh, recently went on vacation, and mm. we went to Disneyland and Universal Studios, and so I'm going to talk about the new things that are currently going on at Disneyland Universal Studios, which is oh, like, Disneyland is the happiest place on earth, so that is guess fun. what? I'm talking about something happy. Um, don't latch on to this. I'm sure it won't last. <laughs> <laughs> I make it the point. Like, you only get one happy per uh, yeah. so many. Per 87 sads. Um, oh, wow. So you guys are in for a long drought. <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, my go-to number, for some reason, whenever I, like, say something, has become 87. Or I'm like, yeah, there was, like, 87 miles of blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I don't know how 87 became a thing, but That's it is weird. a thing now. So Where were you born? 91, not 87. Oh, okay, darn it. I was like, yeah, because yeah, you're only two years older than me. I don't know. That was a dumb question to ask. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, but <laughs> you came to that conclusion on your own. That's good. All right. Um, but yeah, so what's so, happened in Disneyland? Disneyland opened in 1955. Mm -hmm. It was July 17th. And mm -hmm. it had it opened with two lands. So there was Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. And I okay. think Tomorrowland only had... Like, Autopia in it, and that was it. And then Fantasyland had most of the other stuff. Um, among the things that it opened with, it had nine rides. Okay. I am not including the train or any of that. Just, okay. like, the attraction rides. Um, so things like Peter Pan, Snow mm -hmm. White, mm -hmm. uh, Teacups, all of that. Um, it opened with nine rides, and I think what is super cool is that all of those nine rides are still there. Whoa, okay. Yeah. That's fun. Um, so, like, if you, you go and you ride, like, the storybook, uh, I want to say storybook canal, and that's not it. Storybook uh, canoe is also not the right word. Um, storybook canal. I think that's what it is. Okay. Um, but, like, storybook canal, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Peter Pan, those are all original. Those are all, like, the first rides? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've obviously been updated as technology sure. has updated. I so. 
and you know they've changed things inside but those were original to the park opening right as much as i love lagoon i don't want to look like the lagoon roller coaster ride you know the one i'm talking about that white one that's like so. it's on the verge of collapsing every time yeah and that's i've seen a couple of things which i'm going to talk about the matterhorn in a little bit but where people are like they need to close the matterhorn and do like a space mountain type um thing where they gut it and they just redo it to match today's technology mm. because it feels a little bit like they just like band-aid fix things here's a patch there i was talking to a friend who said that she hasn't been on the matterhorn Mm -hmm. in like 10 or 12 years because every time she goes it's closed and when we were here or when we were there that's yeah i've been on there once when we were there a week before last it was closed it's still closed um but i will come to the matterhorn um Walt Disney himself said that the park would never be done. It would always be something that was growing and changing and evolving, which I think is cool. And I think that's something that has been achieved because mm-hmm. it is growing and changing. Well, that makes sense, too, with all the stuff they keep releasing mm-hmm. every year. And the things that they keep, like, coming coming into... Coming into... Purchase? No. Acquiring. Okay. <laughs> like um, Marvel and right. Star Wars. Like, these other things oh, that they're, they're buying. Yeah. Um... So right now, Disneyland and California Adventure are set up for Halloween Town. <gasps> so the decorations... Oh, I love Halloween Town! The decor... Not the movie Halloween Town. Like oh, Halloween okay. Town, like Nightmare Before Christmas Halloween Town. Mm. Um, but it... So like the decorations are all Halloween-y. So there's like pumpkins and everywhere and bats and mm-hmm. um, Mickey is dressed up in a little vampire costume and Minnie's a little witch. And I think... Goofy is like a skeleton or a mummy or something. Mm. I think he's a skeleton. Um, it was super cute. No. But so this, and outside of California Adventure, they have this huge like silhouette of Oogie Boogie, um, from Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. And he's got all of these like bats and stuff, and yeah. it's it it looks really cool. Cool. Um, this is mostly impacting the haunted mansion which is my favorite ride ever. Um, So it is set up all Nightmare Before Christmas-y. So, like, Jack Skellington has taken over, and it's all full of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Mm. And so, like, you go in the ride like normal, except they've changed the portraits in the stretching room, which I was emotional about because I really like those portraits that are in the stretching room originally. And so what I was expecting was for them to have done the crossover portraits so they have some where they've taken the original portraits and done them in the theme of nightmare before christmas so like you have the tightrope walker well in these ones the tightrope walker is sally but what they actually have in the attraction is just like nightmare before christmas pictures it's they're not related to the stretching pictures at all and i did not appreciate that Mm. because i love the stretching pictures so fix that disney because i'm (laughs) sure you're listening (laughs) here's the list um the rest of the ride, I really liked. Mm-hmm. I thought a lot of the stuff that, that he did to it was fun. Um, the original Haunted Mansion, like as it is normally, is still my favorite. But I think this was a fun, it's like a, a fun cover, I guess. And it goes from like the beginning of September to, I think, July. July. January. Not July. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Nightmare Before Christmas. So it goes from before Halloween to just after Christmas. Um... Okay. And it was super fun, and it's got different music, and then they, like, overlaid it with the, in, like, when you get into the graveyard area, mm-hmm. they've got, um, like, a little bit of a, a 
Nightmare Before Christmas-y twist on the, you know, Grim Grinning Ghost song, which was kind of fun. Oh. Um, we went on that ride like eight or ten times because it is my favorite. But not nine, <laughs> eight or ten. Like eight to ten times. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me rephrase. Um, the Enchanted Tiki Room, which I have never been to because um, the first time I went to Disneyland, so I've been twice. I was 17 the last time I went. And we had one day to do Disneyland and California Adventure. Oh. This was, we were there for Dance Team Nationals, and I had dislocated my knee just before, so I was also in a wheelchair. So we weren't moving quite as fast as we could have been, and we had a lot of stuff to cover, so we just hit kind of like the high points, so I didn't get to go to the Tiki Room. And the Tiki Room was closed! <laughs> because oh. it is being refurbished. Um, they are also building a new restaurant called the Tropical Hideaway okay. in place where Aladdin's Oasis used to be. And it looks like the Tiki Room might connect to the Tropical Oasis. Tropical, and then the, the Tropical Hideaway. Mm -hmm. um, I did find it confirming that they are adding wheelchair ramps to the Tiki Room. That's Man, that of... would have been very convenient had you gone. <laughs> and that's part of what they're doing. <laughs> Um, also, there's gonna make sure that there's a wheelchair ramp for the Tropical Hideaway. Okay. Um, also, this will be a place where you can do, like, meet and greets with the Jungle Cruise skippers, because the Jungle Cruise is right next to the Tiki Room. It's between the Tiki Room and Indiana Jones. Okay. Um, so, they're doing that. Um, the Tiki Juice Bar is still open, so you can still go get pineapple juice and Dole Whip and, like, Dole Whip floats and everything, which is super delicious. It's like pineapple soft serve, mm. and it's so good. Um, that sounds great right now. So the Matterhorn is closed. Shocking. Oh. Um, and in, like, all of the stuff that I've found and all of the people that I've talked to, they were like, I go on the Matterhorn, and then I'm always like, why did I go on that? Because now I hurt. And yeah. that's kind of where I feel like it's, there's just like band-aid fixes for old stuff. And I got to go on the mat. The Matterhorn was one of the things we did get to go on when I was there a million years ago. Yeah. Um, but I remember like it's super jostly and shaky and blah, blah, blah. Um, Some of the rumors of what they're doing is that they're changing the Yeti to be more like the Yeti is on the Matterhorn in Disney World which I don't remember how it is different, but it is different. I saw a thing online that was like, oh, it's getting a Frozen overlay. And I was like, dear God, please no. It's like, oh, um, <laughs> He's just like, hello, will you be my friend? Frozen is a fun movie, but I do not want the Matterhorn to be Frozen themed. Like, mm -hmm. that's, stop. No, let the Matterhorn be the Matterhorn. Maybe it'll be like, wait, is there a new Disney movie with the Yetis? Uh, or is that a Fox movie? I have, uh, mm, I think I do know what you're talking about, but I don't think it's a Disney movie. That's fine. Go ahead and keep um, telling me about the Matterhorn. Also, when, uh, you know what, I will save that for when I talk more about California Adventure. Um, okay. But we could see, because like when we went on the monorail, it goes over, or like right next to the Matterhorn, mm -hmm. and we could see over the fence that like the railing... The, like, the rail system that the carts go on, whatever, is all torn up. So I'm hoping mm -hmm. that maybe what they're doing is they're, you know, maybe finally doing that, um, that where they redo it and make it so it's less, like, giving you back pain and whiplash. And, like they did with Space Mountain, where they took yeah. the old stuff and they updated it and made it with current technology. And because Space Mountain was awesome. Oh, yeah. 
Space um, Mountain's my go-to. Yeah, like, it was, I hit Space Mountain anytime I go. When we were there last, the well, week before last, um, it was Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy, which I don't know if Ghost Galaxy was specific to it being like Halloween time or mm. if that's just their thing, but it was, it was really good. It was really fun. Yeah. And I remember it being significantly different to how it was when I was there before. Um, so know, props to them for there's that. There's one part on Space Mountain that I'm always terrified about. And you know, like, after you do the, the startup and the wind around it, and then there's that drop, mm-hmm. there's always a bar that I am way too close to in my head. Every time, I'm always like, ah! I don't remember that. You know, it's kinda like, it kind of goes down and veers off to the right a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember there being that feeling of the bars being super close like it mm-hmm. used to be. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't remember that. There's a lot of hats lost down there, I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, I didn't realize this, but apparently the Matterhorn Yeti's name is Harold. He has a name? Harold. Harold. Harold the Yeti. Harold the Yeti. Hmm. Uh-huh. Um, is it because he has hair? I don't know. <laughs> that okay. would be a weird... I mean, then shouldn't we call you Harold? And mm. also me Harold? And all of the cats Harold? Like, wouldn't everybody that's not We'd like not to thank all the heralds Harold. that have joined us here today. <laughs> <laughs> um, species. Oh, man. Eh, I'll talk about it now. Um, part of the reasons why I think that what they're doing is updating the Yeti is because I am, like, 97% sure that the Yeti from the Matterhorn is currently in the Tower of Terror right now, which is the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they reskinned it from the Twilight Zone, which uh, I liked that one the way it was. I like that one a lot. It looks really cool the way it is now with the Guardians of the Galaxy, cause it's set up to be like the collector and like his collection and okay. everything. Okay, that's fun. Cause I haven't been on there since the new ride. He's got them in, imprisoned and so Rocket is like trying to help everyone escape and everything. And it was, it's, it, the way that it's skinned now is cool, mm-hmm. but the way that it was before was also really awesome. Um, and I like Twilight Zone, so. But I, yeah, I'm 97% sure that we saw the Yeti from the Matterhorn in there. So. So he's been collected? So I, he's no longer viable? and Yeah, I, I definitely feel like they're redoing the Yeti. The collector. Because I don't think the Yeti's at the Matterhorn right now. Not only is he a hoarder, but he helps <laughs> take away things so you can build new ones. Perhaps. <laughs> um, one of the, like, the big things going on, mm-hmm. and this has been going on for a while, because it takes a while to build lots of new things. Um, is they are next year, so 2019, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will be opening. And that is a new land. That's mm, a land? Uh-huh. So like I guess... Adventure land? Yeah. Oh. So okay. last year, um, like the Rivers of America was all closed and like they took out Country Bears Jamboree and all of that stuff because this is where they, okay. they have put the new Star Wars land. Um... <clears throat> and it, so it's set on an outpost planet, Batu. This is a thriving outpost of rogue traders, droids, and strange creatures. Mm. Um, it will feature the Black Spire Outpost, which is a notorious spaceport in the galactic frontier. It will also have the Millennium Falcon, a Star Destroyer, and a Star Wars-themed hotel. Um, you know, that's going to cost a pretty penny. Oh, yeah. Like, what do they use as their currency in Star Wars? Like chits. I feel like it's different on a lot of the different places. Mm. So, um, but so like the Millennium Falcon, I think is gonna be some sort of ride. There's 
I think the Star Destroyer is going to be some sort of a ride as well. Mm. Um, and right now, Star Tours is a Star Wars thing. And so they, okay. when they open the new land, they might change how they're doing the Star Tours one. So they might change the stories. Mm. Or, I don't know, maybe they'll move it and change it. I don't know. I don't know what their plan is for that. Um, but right now, Star Tours is all Star Wars-y. And it was, it was fun. It was cool. Oh. Um, we did, we went on it and went through some sort of like flying thing with, uh, R2 and 3PO on like the Wookiee planet. Okay. And it was, it was cool. Um, so that's, that's what's going on new and different at Disneyland right now. Oh. Uh, California Adventure opened February 8th, 2001 with nine rides. And of those nine... Uh, five of those are still there. The rest oh. of them have are either gone or have been re-themed or skinned. Um, in 2019, a new play area will open over by the Incredicoaster, which used to be California Screamin'. Um, oh, oh, now I'm so sad. Every year I went, I always wanted to go there, and every year I went, it was out of service. So the coaster is the same. They've okay. just added an incredible storyline to it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, we did not go on it. So we had a fast pass to go on it, and we got over there, and I looked at it, and I was like, I don't think I should go on this, because I totally forgot that it went upside down. And having... Do you have, like, a thing like where you get, like, really lightheaded? Or no, or... I was concerned about going upside down at fast speeds, or, like, at, like high speeds, having just had internal surgery. <laughs> Fit. Okay, you know what? That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um... Because it was definitely less than a month when we were there that I had had my gallbladder out and they were in there moving shit around and blah, blah, blah. Um, And so I just felt real uneasy. I mean, maybe it would have been fine, but I just didn't feel super awesome about doing that. Um, So then when we went back to do it, um, it was our last day there. And because John still wanted to do it. And I was like, yeah, we'll just go on it. It's fine. Um, It was closed the whole day. Out of order. Don't know why. Um, so the coaster is still the same. It's just different. Like, because now it has an incredible story. And so I, I think it's the, the story is that, like, as the coaster goes off, the Incredibles are all chasing it, trying to catch Jack-Jack. Ah, okay. I was going to say, like, which storylines are following? Is it, like, mm-hmm. first one, second one, in between, like, after this one? Yeah, it, it's like a separate, like, storyline. It's just, like, they're trying ah. to catch Jack-Jack as he goes off. Um, <clears throat> the, the, like, area over there has been branded as, a Pixar Pier. Okay. Or, like, Paradise Pier. I think it's Pixar Pier. It used to be Paradise Pier. But it's Pixar Pier now, so they've got a whole lot of, like, uh, Toy Story stuff going on over there. Mm. Um... Right, so 2019, a new play area will open that is Inside Out themed. Um, and it's like over by the okay. Coaster. Cool. Um, King Triton's Carousel, which I didn't even notice when we were there. I mean, part of the reason could have been because it was closed. But I didn't even notice there being like a thing where a carousel was blocked off or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It will be reopened as a, with a Toy Story theme and it will be called Jesse's Critter Carousel. So mm-hmm. they'll replace all of the sea creatures with non-sea creatures. Um, I forget what it said they were being replaced sea with. Seahorses are now horses. <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> um, in two, 2020, 
a new themed area around Mission Breakout, so that's the Tower of Terror, um, mm-hmm. is going to be joined by Spider-Man and the Avengers. So that area over there is going to be a completely immersive superhero uh, universe. That's um, kind of exciting. The barrier that's like covering around the construction mm-hmm. says Stark Industries on it. So John and I were wondering if like that's going to be part of it too. So like the Stark Avengers building that that's, eventually gets built. Or... That's what we were wondering. Okay. Because um, that seemed kind of cool. Um, California Adventure is fun, but I don't... It doesn't feel the same as Disneyland, and I'm it sure really doesn't. part of that has to do with the fact that, I mean, Disneyland came first, and it's so much older, and it was built with that specific intention that Walt Disney had of it being a place where parents could go with their kids, and everyone could be a kid, or adults can go and be a kid again, whereas yeah. California Adventure feels like the fair. That's, Yeah. I would, I definitely agree with that. Because mm-hmm. the a couple times I've been to California Adventure, I'm always like, well, this is kind of nice, but then I always end up going back to Disneyland. Yeah. And that's part of, like, we didn't do all of the rides at California Adventure. Because, like, I just, I didn't feel compelled to, because a lot of them, it was, like, swings. I've been on swings yeah, at the fair. Yeah, there's one in the middle that kind of is, like, the one that raises up. And they, have a, they have a couple different kinds of swings. And I was like, I've done these before. Like, I don't feel like I want to take the time to do these here because I've done them and I could do something different. Um, we went on the Little Mermaid ride a bunch of times because it was nice and cool inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a cute little story and everything, but the end of it felt super rushed. Like, you get to Ursula, and then it's like... It's just done. Basically. So, like, they've got this huge under-the-sea... <laughs> um, scene with all of these dancing fish and instruments and it's really cool and then you come around and there's Ursula singing Poor Unfortunate Souls and then there's a little screen that shows Ariel turning into a or getting her legs and then there's a kiss the girl scene Mm -hmm. and then suddenly they're married and it's the end and you're like wait hold on sorry whoa 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 where was the fight with the on the boat and all of the other stuff that happened like what it's just over Where's the whole scene? Because do, don't they ride a ship in Ursula's, like, stomach? Yeah. It's just, it's, it shows them, like, they're kissing, and you there's, like, this gold stuff around her throat that's, like, representing her getting her voice back, and Ursula is just off in the distance being, like, annoyed and angry. Like, it doesn't show that she's been defeated. She's just like, <laughs> Alternative line. my plan has failed. The eels were not fast enough and to knock over that boat. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Okay, it's done. It was weird. The end felt super rushed. Mm. But one thing that is super cool, um, and since like it has been so long since I've been to a place like that, mm-hmm. it's just like how far we've come in animatronics. Oh god. But I mean, you're right. Like, think you... about like Chuck E. Cheese. Like, that's what we have around here is these fucking awful like Five Nights at Freddy's animatronic style mm. stuff. And then, like, you have these where they're just, like, fully articulated and they look so lifelike. And it's really cool. Um, like, when you do, like, when you go on the, the train around Disneyland and you go okay. past the rivers of America, they have the Native American village there. And all of those people are super articulated and they look really lifelike. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Abraham Lincoln thing. 
Like, I, I can totally imagine why that blew people's minds at the World Fair when they first got it to work, because it looks really cool. And it's, it's just, it's cool how far we've come that way. That is really cool. Um, sorry, the only reason I kind of freaked out there was I immediately had flashbacks of It's a Small World. I just But something that also that's interesting me. when you go through Small World is to mm-hmm. see the differences between all of the dolls. Like, it's almost like you can tell, like, this was put in at this time and this one was put in at this time when they had better, better materials right. and better abilities. And then these ones actually look like maybe they could be little people. Like, it's, it's interesting to see that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was super fun, and I loved it. It sounds like a blast. It was awesome. Um, we got to see lots of different, like, characters, and it was mostly just the main ones that were dressed up for, like, Halloween and everything, mm-hmm. but I got to see Dr. Facilier, which is one of my favorites, because oh. I love Princess and the Frog, um, and New Orleans Square is just one of my favorite parts of Disneyland in general, but it looked super cool, and, like, Pirates was working, and that was another thing, Ooh. like, going through Pirates, where I was just like, I, like, the animatronics is incredible. It's, it's cool. Um, now on to something completely different. Universal Studios California opened July 15th, 1964 as a theme park. Um, April 30th, 1912, it opened as a movie studio. And specifically, the L.A. studio lot was March 15th of 1915. So it original, originally opened for tours, but that closed in 1930 due to the advent of sound films. So, like, when you were doing silent films, it didn't matter if you had a whole bunch of people running around, because you couldn't hear it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, also, during silent films, something that they were telling us on the Backlot Tour, is you could film, like, they had, what was it called? I think it was, like, Six Points, Texas, is what they called this set area. And it was because there was, like, six different roads that could be six different towns, all at one time when they were doing silent movies, because you couldn't hear any of the other sets being in use because right. it's silent um so then they opened the modern tour in 1964 which was when it opened up as a theme park um which i think for the most part it was just the tour going on for a couple of years until they added different attractions mm-hmm. um unlike disneyland where all of the original attractions are still there nothing original to Universal is still there, other than the fact that there is still a Backlot Studio tour. Interesting. Um, like, they fully, like, scrapped everything and built it from the ground up again anytime they had a... No, they, they pre- they're, like, continually re-skinning things. Mm. Um, so right now, the Backlot tour ha- features, uh, like, a King Kong 3D section, uh, Earthquake, the big one, which I remember being part of it when I was there, when I was, like... 12. Um, it has a Fast and Furious section. Um, the Jaws section is still there. And I remember that one being part of the, the tour when I was there a long time ago. But those are like the big featured sections. Um, when I took the tour the first time, we got to go down to like Courthouse Square, which is where they have the like the courthouse and the clock tower that you see in like Back to the Future. Right. And a lot of different movies. But they were using it for filming. So when we went on this time, we didn't get to do that. Mm. It took us through different parts. Um, right now, Universal is set up for their Halloween Horror Nights. So they've got horror movie themed mazes. 
uh, well, I guess I should say a horror movie and like scary TV show, I guess. Um, so they've got mazes. They've got the horrors of Blun Blumhouse Halloween Four. Blumhouse. Blumhouse Productions does stuff like um, I believe they did the Paranormal Activity. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So they've got I the think they did like Insidious Two or something like similar along those That lines. sounds about right. So they've got The Horrors of Blumhouse, Halloween 4, The First Purge, Universal Monsters. So that's the old stuff like Dracula, Frankenstein. Like those are old, like uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Whereas like Monster University, different. Entirely different. Uh, yeah, that, so that's Disney Pixar owns Monsters <laughs> University, whereas Universal Monsters, uh, Universal owns. <laughs> um, Stranger Things. Okay. Uh, Poltergeist, Trick or Treat. Not a ghost. And they have the Terror Tram, which is what they turn the Backlot Tour into oh. when it's, like, at nighttime for that, okay. with Hollywood Harry, which I believe was in some movies Hollywood in, like, the Harry. 60s or 70s or 80s or a while ago. Um, he was there. Anyways, not important, because that's not why we were there. <laughs> um, but, because we had two days at Universal, which, mm-hmm. so the since it was set up for the Halloween Horror Nights... The park closed early. Had it been open regular hours, two days would have been way too much. Like, it is not a big park. Oh. And it's laid out in, like, a weird way. Um, my favorite part of Universal Studio is... Okay, well, from what I remember, is the Jurassic Park ride. Uh-huh. Which I will come back to in a minute. Um, the Wizarding World was super cool. Nice. That is a new thing that they have added. Um, in the past couple of years, and it was neat. Um, it's not very big, but it was, it's got, like, two rides in it, and then a, I want to say a show, but it's not. It's just the little, the little thing that you, like, at Ollivander's, they have a little, like, thing that they do, where it's kind of like a show, but not really, because it's only, like, ten minutes long. Um... But they've got a little roller coaster that's super tame and relaxing and fun. And then they've got a a really cool ride that goes through the Hogwarts castle that they've got built and everything. And that one is more intense. But the the rides at Universal versus the rides at Disneyland are super different. Because the Universal ones, a lot of them are very screen-based. And so there's a lot of like, oh, this is in 3D. Or um, like virtual roller coasters and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've never been to Universal. Um, so I have no clue what it's been like over there. The only thing, it sounds similar to like the in-person attractions, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like they like do like set like sounds and smells and like um, some squirt mist in your face for some reason. That was something that we realized that like every single ride at Universal, they used a water effect in somehow. Like no matter what ride you were on, you heard you're going, a lot of water. You're going to get wet. That's not true. Other than the Flight of the Hippogriff, which was that tiny little roller coaster, there was no water on that one. Um, but no matter what, and it, it turns into like, oh, we've got a creature on the screen. Guess it's going to spit at you. So you just feel like you're getting spit on a lot. Like, they use water in everything. Everything. Um, so that was kind of weird. But So the Jurassic Park ride is my favorite. And of it is closed, of course. Aww. They closed it, like, literally right before we got there, and it made me so sad. Um, so it is being redone as Jurassic World instead of Jurassic Park. 
Right, especially with like the new movie coming out. Um, which, and we talked to one of the ladies in the gift shop, or the little shop that's set up there by Jurassic Park, and she said that part of it has to do with like rights from the Crichton estate, and so I don't know what that's about, like if there was a time frame or whatever. Mm. Um, but, because like the movie just hit, it, this year is like the 25th anniversary of Jurassic Park being released, the movie. And then the ride was put in in, like, 1996, so it's still got a couple more years um, before it's 25 years of the ride. So mm -hmm. I don't know what the deal is with rights, blah, 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 any of that. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounded like they were going to be phasing out, like, Jurassic Park merchandise in place of Jurassic World merchandise. Okay. So I don't know what the deal is with, like, rights or anything like that, but that, mm -hmm. that made me sad. Yeah, it could be rights. It could be promoting new material since they've invested so much in that movie that they want to get. The, that I feel like the newer products would get more well, attention. And... Yeah, but I mean, like if you ignore whatever could be going on with like rights with the estate or blah blah blah, you could have that stuff in the shop without changing the whole look of the ride. Well, yeah, definitely. And part of that, I mean, it's not like it's going to hit the nostalgia factor for everyone because not everyone is the same age. Um, what? But that was, like, I, I love that ride. Yeah. That was my favorite. Um, and now poor John has never gotten to see it in its original glory because he had not been to Universal. And so when we got here, it was close. Uh, anyway. Um, so reports say that there will be never-before-seen dinosaurs, enhanced storytelling, lush scenic design, entirely new color scheme, and new state-of-the-art technology. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, all in all, is probably a good thing. Because, I mean, it was... When it was built in and like opened in '96, it was state of the art technology at that time. Right. But we but have come been, a long way since then. It's been two decades. But I also feel like you could update the technology and leave the rest of it the same. Right. <laughs> I'm just real salty about it. <laughs> um, I think it looks like the ride itself is going to stay the same. So it's going to be the same kind of boat ride. Like California Adventure, like the reskin. Yeah. Kind of thing. So okay. I think it's. I mean, I'm sure like. All, everything else that happens is probably going to change. But I think it's going to be the same kind of, like, raft boat thing through, like, a jungle river culminating in a big water drop at the end. Um, I saw several reports that said that, like, the associated store and restaurant and all of that stuff would be closed and would reopen when the ride reopened. That is not true, because I stood in those gift shops and bought stuff <laughs> last weekend. Or, like, <laughs> early, earlier this week, I did. <laughs> the signs were just, like, hidden away. Like, no, no, like, they were just, they're very clearly open. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that was something where they were like, yep, we're going to close this whole section and blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, wait a minute, we could still sell this stuff. Because, like, right. the Jurassic Cafe was still open, the Jurassic Falls little refreshment stand was still open, and the associated gift shop with the ride was still open. Um... But it's, in contrast to Disneyland, the stuff that was still there from when I was there many years ago was the Mummy Ride. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the Jurassic Park Ride was still in existence, even though it was not open. Um, the... When we were there, they had just, like, opened their Shrek 4D thing. Oh, God. Which now it's just, like, a DreamWorks theater. It's okay. still Shrek-themed, mm -hmm. but they were showing... Dude, they had, like, a Kung Fu Panda thing going on. But that was... So that's still there, even though it's showing different things. 
um, the backlot tour had the the big one section and the jaws section, and that's pretty much it. Cool. Everything else was different. Um, they had a Walking Dead attraction, which I would assume probably. I don't know if any, like, the other rides and stuff closed down for Halloween Horror Nights, and it's just the mazes and stuff that are open. I would assume that the Walking Dead one is still open, because it's just, like, a walk-through haunted house type thing. It, it's already there. Like, yeah, which I didn't feel compelled to go on that one, or to do that one when we were there. Like, neither did John. We were just like, meh. We don't even watch the show, so it doesn't have that draw for us. Right. Um, I've been told, though, we should watch it, but it's on the list. Yeah, it's weird. Like, that show for me, it's, like, off and on. Like, I'll be like, I'm really invested, and all of a sudden uh-huh. it's just, like, get really petered out. Yeah. So, like, we didn't feel compelled to wait in line to do that for any reason. Mm-hmm. Um, the Despicable Me stuff was new for me, um, and that was fun. It was cute. Um, they recreated the, like, super silly fun land that he takes the girls to, where Agnes wins that big unicorn. Yeah! Unicorn. And it was real cute. Um, the Wizarding World was really cool. Um, when I was there in, so they've got like the upper lot and the lower lot, and there's like this big series of escalators to get to one, from one to the other. The one, so down the lower lot has the Jurassic Park ride, the mummy ride, and right now it's a Transformers ride. And it's another one of those like virtual things where you move through and whatever. Um, it, when I was there before, that was like the special effects thing, and they had a backdra- backdraft little exhibit where they would show you how they did that. Huh. So, like, that is not a recent movie. <laughs> it wasn't particularly recent when I was there, either. So that was weird. Um, but now it's Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got their, like, Simpsons Land thing going on. And what I kept trying to figure out when I was there... I was like, hey, when I was here before, I remember going on a Back to the Future ride. Which one did they turn, which one was the Back to the Future ride, the Back to the Future one that they turned into something else? And so we went on the Transformers, and I was like, this doesn't feel like it's the right location, this doesn't feel like it's the right thing, eh, it couldn't be it. And then we went on the Despicable Me one, and I was like, well, this seems closer, but the location doesn't feel right. And then we went on the, the Simpsons ride, and I was like, oh no, this was the Back to the Future ride. And it's, it's funny to, like, for me to think back about what it looked like as the Back to the Future ride and what mm-hmm. it looks like now as it's, like, crusty land or whatever. Um, and, like, the E.T. ride. I was talking to a friend of ours. She was there before I was there. When she, I, think, I want to say she said she was, like, six or seven or something. The E.T. ride became the mummy. Mm. So, and it's, there isn't a whole lot of area where they could expand up there anyway, so it's kind of interesting to see how they're just recycling things to make them new right. and fit things that are popular now. Yeah, interesting. Because like, they're going to lose out probably on like, the nostalgia factor, like things that like, mm-hmm. how Disneyland had. You can always go back and see something that you grew up with. Whereas like this uh, uh-huh. Universal is more like wanting to compete with like just modern stuff. All the well, time. and when you think, think about how things have, hen- have endured, like Peter Pan, that mm-hmm. ride pretty much always has a 40-minute wait. And like... That is not an, a new movie. That no. It's an old movie. 89? Peter Pan? Yeah. Oh, it was way before that. Oh, yeah. I could, sorry, you're right. Because I was like back with like 
one of the it was like you know one of the first anime ones, right? Yeah, that would be like late sixties. It would have been before that because before the, that? they opened the Peter Pan before? ride in fifty five. Oh, and I think Snow White wasn't Snow White like late thirties or early thirties. Yeah, Snow White was like one of their first ones, I think. Uh, my mom told me how she remembers being as a little girl being scared by Maleficent, and she was born in fifty five. And Peter Pan... 37. Yeah, I was going to say, it was late 30s. And Peter Pan... Because Snow White was one of the rides that was there originally as well. So to think, like, those rides have endured, that storytelling. Yeah. And that's something that's interesting that I noticed a lot about the difference between, like, California Adventure and, and Disneyland is where California Adventure, it's like, oh, this, is, this ride is cool because it goes fast and blah, 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 blah. But, like, at Disneyland, you have these rides where you sit in a car and it just moves you around into the storytelling. And so they have to find creative ways to make it interesting as opposed to, this is cool because it goes fast. This is cool because there's a big drop. They have to be more creative with how they're drawing you into it with the storytelling. And that's really cool. Yeah. I think it, it makes them work a little bit harder. Yeah, I think it speaks to, I think it also speaks to how they develop their, like, features and, like, mm -hmm. their movies and stuff like that. The fact that they have such longevity. Yeah. Right. And not only that, they, they still have that same appeal and excitement. Mm hmm Right? When you have, like, a movie that's, geez, almost 100, it's getting, like, 80 years old. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, 81 years old. Uh-huh. That's insane. It still has a ride, and there's still a line of people to go on it. Like, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and it was their very first uh, animated feature, mm -hmm. Technicolor. I would say, yeah, it was their first colored one. And, like, the story of Snow White is near and dear to my heart for various reasons. But, like, the movie, like, yeah, I don't... Yeah, as I can tell by your, like... It, your yeah, but, like, even, like, as a small child, like, Snow White's voice, like, bothered me. I think that's... I think most people might agree with that. I so. think it just has, like, a weird... Like, nasal's not the right word, but there's just, like, a quality... Amber? Maybe. It's just, like, it hits my inner ears in a way that is not necessarily the most pleasing yeah the, the yeah the, the timbre and the frequency which they're saying to like, mm -hmm. like how i think her voice oscillates i think she has too much of a, a trill and i think part of that also could have been the kind of recording equipment that they had available oh, at that time for sure like yeah i definitely would, <laughs> i would definitely put it on the equipment like like i'm sure it's probably not like her like the actress the voice actress's voice i'm sure that she doesn't actually sound like that in real oh, life well maybe I, I don't think we'll ever know, though, because she... I mean, unless she's still alive. Um, she'd be like, real old. Yeah, she's, she's like hundreds minimum. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's, like, cool things going on at Disneyland. There's cool things going on at Universal. They are very, very different places. But, like, we still had fun at both of them. Um, Disneyland will always be my favorite. But yeah. the Wizarding World was real cool. So if you're a Harry Potter fan, definitely check that out. Um, I think the architecture and the, the work that they put into the details, especially, like, on the castle, mm -hmm. was incredible. And nice. I'd, I'd really like to go to the one in Orlando, because I know it's bigger and it's got different stuff and everything, and I'd like to see what they've got going on there. But it was, it was real cool. Go to Disneyland. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So. Yeah, I think, what's my favorite ride? You know what, you know what ride I really love at Disneyland? The Buzz Lightyear one. 
That one is really, really fun. I really love that one. That is like that in Space Mountain. Those are two mm-hmm. that I always go to every time. Um, and that one is funny because it takes pictures, and then at the end of the ride, you can like email them to you, and it's like. The yeah. worst quality pictures It sure ever. is. They're so blurry and pixelated, <laughs> and you're like, that might be me, but it's real dark and fuzzy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ugh. yeah. That's a fun ride, though. There's one in California Adventure that is very similar in style, where it's a, a shoot the target stuff. Mm. The Toy Story Midway Mania. Mm. That, one, that one was super fun, but it had a real long line, so unless you have a fast pass, it's, you're going to wait for a while. Um, that's one thing that, I mean, Disneyland and California Adventure, I mean, they're, they're both Disneyland. Um, they, can, they can create really immersive sceneries. So, like, in Cars Land, the Radiator Springs stuff is really cool. Because, like, it, it looks like it's right out of the movie. And, like, the Cozy Cone Hotel was super adorable. And it was all set up for Halloween, too. So, like, all of the traffic cone hotel things all had little, like, jack-o'-lantern faces yeah. on it. And oh, it was real cute. That's cute. Um, but, like, then there was Flo's V8 Cafe or whatever. And it, it looked like an old diner, just like it did in the movie. And it was, it was cool. And, like, when you walk through the Hollywood, like, the old Hollywood section to get to, like, the uh, Tower of Terror and all of that stuff. I, mm. they, they can create really immersive sceneries right and you move especially in disneyland from one world like one land to another without really noticing it mm-hmm. so like you can you move from Adventureland to new orleans square without feeling like well i've stepped into two different places it's like it's not gradual but it feels gradual or like going between Fantasyland and Frontierland. Like, that was just something that we noticed and talked yeah, about. And you had to transition cool. you. Yeah. Between Without stuff. it feeling super abrupt. Right. It was super fun. Go to Disneyland. <laughs> Stop this ad- episode is sponsored by... <laughs> oh, God, I wish. No. <laughs> wow. Stop adulting. Go to Disneyland. What progress? Um. <laughs> sponsored by us. So yeah, I talked about something happy. So that was great. I look forward to it the next uh, time. Don't our, get used to it. At, at, in, in 87 episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Cool. So shall we, shall we roll for the next one? We shall. We most definitely will. So let's see here. What will I use? Mm. And what are you using today? What color? What? So what, what I dye? have. The berry sorbet dice from Kraken. Oh, it just sounds delicious. And I have re-inked them to be silver, because the gold ink that Kraken uses, to me, just looks like orange-yellow, and I'm not super a fan of it, but they have very pretty colors of dye. Oh. That dice. So I just re-ink them to colors that I want. <laughs> nice. What's the survey say? Oh, I got an eight! Oh, that's a, I think that's the second time that you got that, there. The I, very I, first thing I rolled was an eight. Nice. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready for this one. For those of you that can't hear her smile, it's very large. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Do you already know what you're talking about then? <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to think of. I mean, I know what category I'm going for. But... Mm, nice. Okay. Well, let's see what I get. I got a. 
Oh my god. Roll that again because that fell in a cup holder thing. Okay. Like a three. Paranormal! I got paranormal! <laughs> so apparently I'm just gonna go in two. I, I will! I'll just double up. But there's lots to talk about, so. There is, and actually the funny thing is, I might already know what I'm talking about with this one. Ooh. The problem is there, there's there's a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> Okay, cool. I'm very excited. <laughs> Woo! Well, in that case. All right, well, right, close out. if you have any interesting stories you would like us to cover, send us a message. Oh my gosh, yes. At wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com. We do. And we're working on getting other stuff, which we will already have by the time you listen to this. So Probably. that was irrelevant so, to say. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the <laughs> Well, um... But yeah, yeah, any questions, or if they decide to play along with us, if they found anything cool and interesting that they want to tell us about. Okay, so. All right, well. well Till next time. Keep asking what the fuck. Bye! Bye. <laughs> if you've got something to say, you can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash wtfpod. You can email us at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WTFAYTA Podcast. That's WTFAYTA, that's our acronym, Podcast. Our music is by Decker Hinckley and our artwork is by Kirby Morfitt. Which one is it? Are you coming in? Is it the. It's the orange one. It's the orange one? Come on, buddy. Oh. What do you want? Okay, Mac. Um. That's fine. No? Okay. I'll, I'll, we'll cue some. We'll cue some music for this one, right? I'll just, uh, <laughs> we'll have some. I'll just interlude. leave it like that. <laughs> um.